Do you have a personal or professional goal that feels like your very own Everest? How will you get there and be as fulfilled in life as possible? Let's talk about conquering your own Everest right here on episode 167 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello and welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. I am so grateful that you're listening, whether it's your first time tuning in or you've been hanging out with me on the airwaves for months or years. Thanks for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is always all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that can get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. And have you heard about my new podcast, Mastering Nursing? That's right, it's a new interview-style podcast focusing on the nursing profession. Check us out at nursingdegreedatabase.com forward slash podcast, and you'll get even more of me, plus some awesome guests. And if you want to see the show notes for this episode, follow along at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 167. That is nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 167. Anyway, let's head into the studio and talk about today's topic. Well, on July 16th, 2018, I published a blog post over on Digital Doorway, and it was entitled, Nurse, What's Your Personal or Professional Everest? And this podcast episode you're listening to right now, episode 167, and the aforementioned blog post was instigated and initiated by a conversation I was having with a colleague who lives in another part of the country here in the U.S., and she had a particular thing she is attempting to do in her personal life that we actually discovered was a metaphor for some of the larger aspects and energies running through her life. And I'm wondering, do you have one of those things? Do you have an Everest that you would like to conquer in this life? Is there something on your bucket list that needs to happen? And I mean your personal bucket list like what you want to do before you die as a human being and an individual, or your professional bucket list? Is there something you really want to do career-wise or professionally that you've been either too scared, not ready, or haven't even maybe been able to afford to do, like maybe getting your master's or your PhD or something like that? When George Mallory was asked why he was going to attempt to summit Everest way back when, He allegedly said, because it's there. Well, I'm not quite sure if that quote is really fully attributed to him. Some people feel it's an urban myth, but, you know, it's what we think George Mallory said, and it's kind of pithy. But whatever it is you want to be doing in your life, personally or professionally, I bet you can find a stronger reason than because it's there, or because I want to. Someone saying, because I want to, sounds like, I don't know, a teenager who just basically wants to shrug it off and say, ah, it's just because I want to. Not to cast aspersions on teenagers, I love them and have many friends who are teenagers, but as we get older, life experience shows us there's often deeper meaning to what we want to do and what we want to accomplish. I always look for metaphor in my life. 
I look for metaphors that can inform a blog post or a podcast episode, and I listen to the conversations around me. I listen to the things that I read and watch for metaphors and stories and similes and comparisons that I can use as a way to illustrate what's happening in your life or my life or nurses' lives as a whole or even in our society or our world. When it comes to your nursing Everest, let's talk about your career right now. Your nursing Everest could be, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, getting your PhD. I have several friends who are in PhD programs right now. You've heard me mention before Caroline Cardenas. She's at thehulahoopgirl.com. She is now doing her PhD in somatic psychology after having gotten a master's degree and written her thesis on the use of hula hooping and hoop dancing as a means to prevent and recover from nurse burnout. I also have another friend here in Santa Fe who's in a PhD program in integrative medicine. So there are plenty of ways in which you can approach your nursing career and your professional development. I will share personally that my new professional Everest, one of them anyway, is getting a master's degree. And I am not 100% sold on the fact that I need one, though I'm considering getting a master's degree. Having said that, whatever master's degree I get is highly likely to not be in nursing because my Everest, one of my areas of greatest interest where I would like to explore more and spend more of my time and energy and my brain power, is in the field actually of psychology and organizational psychology. I find people and organizations and relationships fascinating. And that's something that I want to put some more energy to in my life because it lights me up. It lights my fire. And if I was thinking or studying about psychology and things related to these notions that I'm sharing right now, if you were to do a functional MRI on me while I was thinking or talking about them, you would probably see some parts of my brain light up because I feel the light. I feel that thing calling me. So what is it that's calling you? What is the thing professionally that you want? You know, I've shared before that I failed the NCLEX the first time I took it in 1996, and I had to take it a second time. And man, that felt like climbing Everest five times (laughs) in a row. And you probably know what I mean if you're not the greatest test taker, or even if you are a good test taker. Those high stakes tests, they are stressful and it does feel like you want to scream because it's going to take you forever to summit that particular mountain. So whatever it is you're working to get through on a daily basis, whether it's just getting through a shift, getting through your preceptorship, or making it through your nurse residency as a brand new nurse just out of school. It doesn't matter what your professional Everest is, and it also, I want to say as a disclaimer, doesn't matter if you don't know what your Everest is or if you don't have one. These things don't come along every day. Not all of us are in touch with that deeper part of ourselves that informs what it is we want to accomplish over the bigger, longer expanse of time and expanse of our lives. So it's really up to you. You know, if getting through difficult shifts is your Everest, if your ability to just 
work your current job and make it through and protect your license and protect your patients and do a great job, that's a perfect Everest. Or maybe your Everest is that you want to eventually become a nurse midwife and catch babies. That's a wonderful thing. It is a very singular thing that you're going after. And you need to go after what you want, not what other people want for you, but for what you want. And your nursing Everest, your professional Everest, actually, I'll say it doesn't even have to be a nursing Everest like me. It could be a psychology degree, not a nursing degree at all. Your Everest might be getting out of nursing, doing something new, or starting a business. So whatever it happens to be, if you want to talk with me about it, we can certainly do that. And you can talk with other people about it too, because it's important to speak these goals so that you can get through to the other side and have people hold you accountable and help you to get where you want to go. Now, moving on, I wrote in this blog post as well about this whole notion of comparing and despairing. And I equal that to a humongous waste of energy and time and resources. The person I was speaking to about the challenge she was facing in her life, one of her things is comparing and despairing. We compare ourselves to other people and we despair when we don't, quote unquote, measure up. And it's true, many of us compare. And I think, and I propose in the blog post that will be linked in the show notes, that sometimes I theorize that this particular I culture we have right now, little I and big I, of selfies, of all of us, let's say, curating our lives online. So all people see of us online is the smiley, happy, bright, shiny moments, the things that make us really happy, the great reunions and the drinks out and the meals. They don't see us crying in the corner or moping over our bowl of soup because something went wrong in our lives. A lot of us don't post those things, but I also know a lot of people out there on social media who are very transparent, who are super, super authentic, and they put themselves out there with no filter, no filter at all, or maybe just a modicum of filter. And I'm semi-transparent online. I mean, as a professional, I need to hold my cards close to my chest on a certain level because I'm a public figure, but I do share my struggles. I've shared failing the NCLEX, burning out as a nurse, plenty of things that we can all share. So whatever it is you're despairing about and comparing yourself to others, all I can say is stop comparing. Just compare yourself to yourself, to your own experience, and you'll be much happier and healthier for it. So if you are comparing yourself to others, and you are despairing of where you are and where they are, and you're envious and jealous and all of that, it's time to just take a good, deep look at yourself, not waste your time and energy despairing over how you're not as good as everyone else, and just get on with the job at hand and do the best you can. So when we come back after the break, we're going to talk about challenge as a metaphor, and we're going to talk about continuing to climb, climb, climb to get to the top of your personal or professional Everest. We will be right back.
Well, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause about how you can support The Nurse Keith Show. That's right. You can become a patron of The Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners who value this show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support the show, you also get some pretty cool premiums from me. So just head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Nurse Keith to read all about it. Also, please consider signing up for my newsletter over at NurseKeith.com so that you can receive my bi-weekly message to you right to your inbox. And remember to leave a rating and review of the Nurse Keith Show over on Apple Podcasts and iTunes because it really helps other people find the show. So those are my sincere asks of you, dear listener. So now let's get back to the Nurse Keith Show and the subject at hand. And we're back. Thank you for being here for episode 167 of The Nurse Keith Show. We are talking about your personal or professional Everest. This is indeed episode 167, and the show notes are at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 167. So we talked about your nursing Everest, about doing the things that light you up, that make you happy, that'll move your career forward, the things that speak to you. And I also talked about this whole idea of comparing and despairing, and how it can really get in our way when we look at ourselves, look at others, and then we despair because we're not as good as other people. But you know what? We are as good as other people because we're all good. We're all capable. We all have our gifts. We all have our fallibilities. And just focus on yourself and your own journey. Speaking of the journey, I want to talk about metaphor, and I want to talk about challenge, personal and professional challenge as a metaphor. Like I said in the first half of the show, I think in metaphors, I look for metaphors because they are some of the ways in which we relate daily life and our culture and our society and our personal experiences so that we can understand them in a different way from a different perspective. And like I say in the blog post, whether your Everest is bowling a perfect game or learning to run a code, It doesn't really matter what that Everest is. The fact remains that it's yours, that you need to own it. You need to take it on and you need to work towards achieving it if that's what you really want, if that's what you've set your sights on, so to speak. So let's say you want to get certified in scuba. That's a pretty scary thing. You know, breathing is at the very core of who we are. And in scuba, when you're under the water like that with your fellow divers and your instructor, Your life's in your hands. Your life is also in the hands of your instructor and your fellow divers and vice versa. It is something where a lot of cooperation and buddy system needs to come into play. It's very intense. And you literally and figuratively go deeper and deeper as you work towards certification and work towards advanced skills, strategies, and techniques for scuba diving. So That metaphor of the dive, that metaphor of going deeper and deeper, that has to do too with what you want to accomplish in your life on a personal level or professional level. Maybe on a personal level, you want to be a foster parent. Maybe you never had children. Maybe your children are grown. Maybe they've all flown the coop and you have an empty nest and 
You want to give back, and one of the ways for you to give back is to go deeper into your life and realize that you have more to give, you have more to share, and you want to foster some children who really need you. Maybe, like I say in the blog post, you're learning how to rebuild the engine of a car, and you're having a hard time, you're not getting it quite right, or you're rewriting a novel that you've been working on for years and years, whatever it is. It can even be your marriage. It can be raising your children, taking care of your elderly parents. All of those things can be your Everest. All of those things can be where you put your time and energy and money and resources and blood and sweat and tears in order to achieve them. It's not really important what it is. It's the way you approach it and the way you don't compare to other people and the way in which you own that which you want. And then do whatever it is within your power to get where you need to go. So some of these climbs in life are more difficult than others. Some of us have done things that haven't been that hard for us. We've been able to pull it off and it's been a fairly simple endeavor. Some of us have done things that have pushed us so very far. There might be some of you out there who are cancer survivors. Maybe you're a five-year cancer survivor from breast cancer. And you're super proud of having made it through, your family supported you, and you're giving back by maybe counseling or working with other people with cancer. Or maybe you drive people to their chemotherapy appointments as a volunteer. So whatever it happens to be, there are kids out there with inoperable cancer. There's people who you read about or see on TV that won the lottery. There are people out there who are living on the street and pushing their belongings around in a shopping cart. We're all on what I call the spectrum of difficulty, the spectrum of adversity. And you need to find the place where you feel you need to dig deeper. Where do you need to go next? What are the lines you need to throw out in the water in order to bring in the catch that you're looking for in your life? And we might see other people and say, oh, that person has it all. They're so lucky. They come from a rich family, or they inherited all this money, or they got this or that. And sure, we can envy them. We can beat ourselves up and flagellate ourselves that we're not as successful as that person, or as beautiful as that person, or we don't have as many Instagram followers as that person. But, you know, your frustrations, these things you feel unable to measure up to, these expectations you've created for yourself, it all comes down in my mind to this concept in psychology called frustration tolerance. And it's how angry, sad, and hurt, and stuck, and stultified we can get when we're faced with difficult circumstances. And it has to do with how we pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and try again. And that's what my wife used to say to our son when he was little, when he'd fall down, or he was trying to do something, and he couldn't do it and he was crying and upset, she'd say, okay, Renee, pick yourself up, dust yourself off and try it again. Increasing your tolerance for frustration is one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself. And man, I am trying and doing my best in my 50s now to learn that lesson as well. My frustration tolerance has been quite low in certain periods of my life and around certain aspects of my life. And I am really working on increasing my frustration and tolerance because we have our locus of control. There's the internal 
locus of control, the things that we actually can impact and control, like our reactions to experiences and things that happen to us each day, or things we hear or think or read or watch or whatever else comes at us on a day-to-day basis. And then there's the external locus of control, the stuff we can't control. We can't really control who's in charge of the government. We can vote, but we can't ultimately impact that larger decision on our own. We can't control what other people do. We can't control someone who runs a red light. That child down the street just fell off her bicycle. We can run to that child and see if they're okay and provide first aid and give them a little pat on the head and send them along their way. But we can't control what happens to other people. And we also can't control many of the things that happen to us. If you're being bullied at work by another nurse or someone who's not a nurse, you can't control his or her behavior, but you can control your reaction. You can document their behavior. You can surreptitiously turn on your iPhone and record the terrible things they're saying to you or saying to a colleague. And you can document that so that you can use that as a wedge, as a means, as a vehicle, as a tool to get that bully off your unit and out of your facility. Plenty of things you can control, plenty of things you cannot control. So like I say in the blog post, Christopher Reeve, remember Superman? He didn't just stop breathing because he was tired of being quadriplegic. No, he kept breathing as long as he possibly could and his wife supported him. And and I'm sure there was tons of frustration and things way beyond his control, including how the accident happened and he became paralyzed from the neck down. And when I failed the NCLEX the first time I took it in 1996, I could not control that outcome, though I could control my reaction, which was pretty negative at the time, I must say. But I pulled myself together, dusted myself off, did some incredibly deep studying and preparation mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually for the test and passed it the second time in 75 questions. There are things in your life that you need to do the same. You need to take a look, take a deep look, look for the metaphorical meaning, the figurative meaning of what's going on in your life, whether it's learning to scuba dive, learning to discontinue a pick line, run a code, or learning how to make lunches at the homeless shelter where you make lunches for delivery every day, whatever it happens to be. We each have our own path. We each have our own climb. My Everest is not the same as yours. And that's probably a good thing, though some of you might share my particular Everest. I might or might not share yours, but I can support you and hold you accountable if you want to be held accountable to get where it is you're trying to go. I want to know, what's your Everest? How hard are you willing to work in order to get there and to summit? And what level of frustration tolerance can you develop so that if you don't get there the first time or the second time or the third time or the fourth time, how will you overcome whatever frustration and tolerance you have, increase your tolerance for failure, and come back again and succeed the next time. That is some of the most important work we can do in our lives personally and professionally. So there you have it. Thanks for listening to episode 167 of The Nurse Keith Show. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode. 
And I want you to take inspired action every single day in the interest of your professional satisfaction, your personal development, and your personal satisfaction and happiness. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell of thepodcastinggroup.com. My thanks to Tim and his team for their amazing help and service. Social media and promotion are handled by Mark Cappy Spiesen. Hats off to Mark, too, for his wonderful help and support. Please remember to check out Mastering Nursing at nursingdegreedatabase.com forward slash podcast for some awesome interviews. They are pumping out every Wednesday morning, so definitely check them out. Stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career, and tune in again as we explore how to make your life and your career as satisfying as possible and take them to the next level. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch, and adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. 